Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 107.1. It's all about entertainment here. And uh, Bradley uh, gave me a blind item before we went to break. And I am still trying to figure out what it was. Can you reset for us what you were trying to convey that I haven't gotten yet? Mike, could you uh, re-do that thing with the thing? All right, you guys, here's your blind item. This A-list legal actor, by the way, I created this blind item just for you two. This A-list legal actor stunk so bad on the set. Well, actually, I should just clarify. Someone contacted me this weekend and told me this. This A-list legal actor stunk so bad on the set of a recent movie, but his Swedish co-star sat on the red carpet of the film festival that he smelled wonderfully terrifying. Wonderfully terrifying. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to guess here the A-list legal actor, the Swedish co-star. Uh, Johnny Depp? That would be a... Oh. No. No. Okay. Now I'm really... Because it's at... Is it at camp? Think about... So think about the A-list legal actor, what that could mean. Yeah, we got to focus on that word legal. Yeah. Well, Something... he was just involved in No, trials. no, that was That's a good right. that yep. was a good guess, but I want you to think in terms of the person's name. Oh, okay. So remember sometimes like if I'm, you know, like anti lawyer, this mm-hmm. doesn't come from anti lawyer by the way, but if I were anti lawyer, he yes. would say some there's like another name where he would do like this day of the week person. Right, got it. Yeah. Day so Bob actress. lawyer. Yeah. Or actually pretty close, but Robert not at all. Um, attorney. Yep, but no. Okay. Um, and there's a Swedish actress? Swedish actress, and then a red carpet of the film festival. Mm. You can probably figure out the film festival pretty quick. Can? Okay, he's an A-list actor? Oh, boy. Pressure's on me. Lifeline's over here. Yeah, what do you want? Go ahead. If you know it, please say it. I'm just guessing because of the... Is it Jude Law? Yeah! Law stinks. Law. I have no idea who the actress is or what movie he's doing. Swedish? Yes! Whoa! You got That's it! That's the only one I know that isn't like Myrna Loy or something. Myrna Loy. <laughs> is she Swedish, wasn't she? Okay. The 1900s called Dawn. They I, want their I, decade I just, back. I just read some things about her and looking for... All right, I'm going to fill this in. So Jude Law stunk so bad on the set of... Do you know the recent movie? I don't. It's I didn't either, and now I'm obsessed with this movie. I want to watch it because there was like a little leak on the YouTubes, and I'm like, I need to see this movie. Uh, it's called Firebrand, and it's about Henry VIII, and Jude Law plays Henry VIII. Oh. Mm. 
and uh, Alicia Vikander, she... Yeah, there you go. That's how you say it. Well, I don't know if that's how you say it. Um, but she said that he smelled wonderfully terrifying. Now... She said or he said? She said oh. that he smelled wonderfully oh, terrifying. okay. I thought he said, I'm just wonderfully terrifying. No, no, no. Like he labeled his own scent. So you might be wondering what this is all about, right? Why would she say he smells wonderfully terrifying if he stunk? Because he was playing her husband and she is playing um, one of the wives. But what she's referring to is a story I knew nothing about, but then became utterly fascinated by. Apparently, he was like, this is just such an actor Hollywood thing to do. Because, you know, remember Henry VIII? He had like a rotten leg. Like he just had a bunch of sores and wounds and he things. did? Yeah. He had a rotten oh. leg? Well, he had... <laughs> Ew! I read these, this is uh, Jude Law talking. I read these several interesting accounts that at this period you could smell Henry three rooms away ew, because ew. his leg was rotten so badly. He hid it with rose oil. So I just thought it would have a great impact if I smelled awful. I went to this brilliant perfumier. She makes wonderful scents, but she also makes awful scents. And she somehow managed to come up with this extraordinary variety of, I'm not going to say these words. Pum, yeah, you are. Pus, <gasps> blood, okay, doo-doo, mm-hmm. and sweat. <laughs> and so he would apply this stuff Lovely to him, perfume. And people would be able to smell him constantly. And I thought to myself, that is the most obnoxious thing. Like, there are people trying to do their job. And he's like, I'm over here smelling like... Henry VIII's rotten leg. This okay, so at least he isn't actually stinking because uh, Daniel Day Lewis is my favorite actor. But when he was on the set of The Crucible, he did not shower the whole time Ew. because he wanted to get into the role. But I'm like, but other people are also trying to do their job. So thank you for really immersing yourself in the role. But yeah, no, you need to shower. Yeah, no, that's it's, too extra. Yeah, poor Mike is over there. Are you okay, Mike? Well, you started telling the story, so then I googled Henry the Eighth, and then I read about all yeah. of his leg ulcers, and then I accidentally, you know, clicked on a link that showed pictures of leg ulcers, and I this ruined is, my day. Yeah, you went too deep in the text. I did, I did. I need to go back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you got to be really Walk careful with back. what you Google. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, well, that is um, fascinating. And she plays, it's by really... the way, Alicia plays uh, Catherine Parr. Okay, who, if I remember correctly, is the last. Of the wives. Oh, God. Can you imagine being married to somebody oh, with yeah. eight wives and going, well, you know, I know what happened yep. to the rest of them. It didn't end well for any of them. <sighs> well, except for her. Didn't she, wouldn't she have then outlived him? Because oh, I he hope died? so. But obviously, I don't know enough about this story. So I will want to. I, I do know, you know, of course, things we've heard from history, but I haven't done a deep dive into Henry VIII. Oh, yeah. She must have outlived him because she went on to marry Thomas Seymour, who, by the way, was the first baron of Seymour of Sudley. Well, he sounds sweet. And Henry VIII was her third wife, husband. Oh, so maybe she... they died. Because that's the only way you could really get another husband yeah, well, back in the day. Unless you're Henry VIII. Well, and they that's turned a man the, for you. The, the, <laughs> he just, he just changed him. the whole church. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a fascinating story. And I uh, there is no trailer, but this film premiered at Cannes, which is why they, they ended up talking about this. I see. Yeah. So, frankly... That's why we're talking about it. But then when I watched a clip that was available online somehow, I don't know. Somebody's just filming it? Yeah, I mean. With their phone? Well, no. It was like a clip from the actual movie, but it wasn't an official clip. Oh. And so I was like, I don't know how this came out, but it looks fabulous. They're all, you know, wearing period garb, and Jude Law looks like a, you know, fetid, stinking 
bloated Henry VIII. Oh, no. In his last days. Okay. So. Well. Anyway, fascinating. Um, It is. I don't think we have time for the other story that we showed that, up well, to we do. We can do it next because we, we really do want to. I need to talk about it. Okay. So when we come back, I want to tell you about the story from page six that apparently Prince Harry has a private hotel room that he uses to escape from Meghan Markle. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> escape from the horrible, no, wicked Meghan Markle. No doubt this is just lies, but it's still a funny story. And. <laughs> I love the idea of having an escape room to get away from the from world. life. Yes, and we'll do that when we come back right here. My talk website or app. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. We are Alight.org. You know Alight as an amazing local organization based right here in the Twin Cities that spreads out across the globe to help displaced persons. You can get caught up in the headlines. The world can seem overwhelming every day of the year. But here you have an organization of people who do exactly what they're capable of doing each and every day to help people just like you and me who've been forced to leave everything they have behind, whether because of war, famine, conflict, and but for the grace of God, uh, we should be grateful that we do not have to deal with uh, the lack of shelter and food and access to security like so many people around the globe. And thankfully, an organization like Alight is there to help. To learn how you can support the work Alight is doing, head to wearealight.org. And thank you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Oh, we have to talk about the escape room. Yes! I have to know where Harry's escaping to, why he's escaping. Allegedly... Harry was escaping from Meghan Markle to a private hotel room. That according to tabloids, so take that for a grain of salt. It's probably lies, but whatever. It's still hilarious. And I was re- I was like, okay, so what's this story? Prince Harry does not have a hotel room that he allegedly uses to escape from his wife, <laughs> despite a new report that claims otherwise. Um, a rep for the Duke of Sussex debunked the rumor, telling Page Six, quote, this is not true. I also love the idea that a rep for... Prince Harry actually deigned to speak with page six. But according to a story in The Sun that appeared over the weekend. God, leave them alone. <laughs> right? Um, Prince Harry has a private room set aside in a luxury hotel mm-hmm. near his Montecito home uh, when he needs alone time. The outlet further claimed that Harry, the son of or excuse me, who shares the son Archie and daughter Lilibet with wife (laughs) Megan, would also allegedly run to his escape place at San Vicente Bungalows, a private members club in Los Angeles with strict rules to protect its guests. Oh, wow, they're so strict that we know about it. Yeah, no, like, again, I'm sure the story's crap. Maybe they go there, who knows, like, you know, when they need a staycation. Or Or maybe he he went there to have a business meeting. There you go. That's what happened. One time he was there. Look, I don't want to... I don't want to get into that. Yeah, that's I, dumb. I don't want to get into that. I don't, I'm not here for, let's argue about Harry and Meghan. <laughs> they take up too much of our time. <laughs> I'm over here like, let's have a conversation about escape rooms. Right. Because I started scrolling and I was like. Not the kind that you do for fun with your friends. No. In the oh, God. By the way, torture. Do not. Metaphoric. I don't want any part of an actual escape room. 
I can't, if you ever say to me, do you want to go to the escape room? Do you want to go to an escape room? I'm going to hang up the phone on you. We got to put a pin in that, okay? <laughs> put a pin in that. Why? Because I want to know more and more, and it would okay. take up too much time. But, but, I did start scrolling through the San Vicente bungalows business. And I just thought, oh, my God, can you guys imagine how amazing life would be if we could just have a place to escape to? Oh, you know, like whatever it is, like think about free, like for you, Dawn, if you could escape from, you know, I know your life is so hard and MC is so mean and nasty (laughs) and, you know, so demanding, but like everybody just wants to get away once in a while. You just want to take your pants off. Yeah. Okay. You want to, you know, you want to take your pants off and yeah. just sit on the edge of the bed and, and not have somebody Cheetos. walk in the room immediately every time and go. Okay, well, now I feel like I'm learning a lot about your home life. No, I'm always like, really? <laughs> no, it's oh, okay. just a funny coincidence that seems. Or my, my shirt, or my shirt. Can you make that noise one more time, please? Nah. Ah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, to me, it would now. be like, why are you eating Cheetos in the living room? Or why are you doing this oh, with the sure. thing and the thing? Why are you laying down and eating ice cream on the couch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That would never happen. I know, but see, that's why you need to escape. Yeah, so I want to go to the Vicente Bungalows. But what's your Vicente Bungalows? Oh, gosh. My Vicente. If you could have your, your own, and Mike, think yourself because i know it, you're... i have one okay is this is like something that is obtainable and local i want to go to the hotel that's across from mall of america that's no radisson blue and mall of america that's because... attached to the mall yeah so then i can just go into the mall eat something and come back to my room with it and i have a variety of choices every time i go and stay yeah you know? Oh, I love that. And I then I can do it. some shopping, bad shopping. Like, uh, oh, I shouldn't have bought all these things at Five Below. But I'm going to do it, and I'm going to eat some Cold Stone Creamery. And you could just bring... By the way, Dawn talks about Cold Stone Creamery a lot. <laughs> yeah, That's because I don't ever get to have it. I don't allow she, myself to have it. Except for when you're at but the mall. That's, yeah. um, <laughs> but I, the other thing I love about the mall is that you can then like bring your packages back. Yeah. To the room and then go shop some more. Yeah, you could. And then you can uh, also go to the movie. You can go to a comedy show. I mean, this is just a big, big advertisement for the Mall of America. But it involves so much more other than just staying in a little room. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all in. You, you can look at have, your purchases. You don't even have to bring your packages back. They bring them back for you. Oh, what? You let Lord. them know where you're staying in the room and they just deliver what? them for you. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. It's like Disney World. It's oh, my best. God. Oh, my God. I love Have this. you done this, Mike? I have not, okay. but I've heard a lot about it and we're planning on doing it soon. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcasts. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want to just do it for myself. Yeah, no, you should do it. So everybody should have their own version of uh, Vicente Bungalow. Should I? Can I also bring one of the massage guys? From the massage places? I don't oh, wait what a massage minute. Place? So. Oh, the shiatsu place. Oh. Okay. Or girls. It doesn't matter. Masseuse. I think you've made it clear. Uh-oh. <laughs> Went into a different category. <laughs> no, I do love that idea. I mean, for me, you know, the the equivalent, thanks for asking, uh, yes, would yes. probably be like a casino experience. I feel like Mike would be down the like hallway from me, but um, because... I, you know, I love the idea. There's a restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's a show. I can play bingo. Oh, great. But I can also do, you know, I can also just go play the slots whenever I want. So whether it's Mystic or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of places you can do that. Vegas. I mean, like. You, yeah, but just locally. But locally. If I, yeah, if I were going to say someplace locally, I'd probably be bopped down to the, to the Mystic. Okay, and you, Mike? Oh uh, yeah, you nailed it. Canterbury would be mine. Just go uh, play cards, sit and they play got a cards hotel for hours and hours. No, okay. you don't need to sleep when oh. you're playing cards. Oh, Mike, <laughs> he's a gambling man. I love it. Well, what do you guys think? Hit us up on Twitter. Do we have time to take a call? If anybody can, sure. We, if has maybe. one right yeah, in we their mind. We got a couple minutes. We got a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, for sure. Let us know What's where you want to go. What's your Vicente bungalows? I mean, also just like a beautiful hotel downtown. Like I think of the Ivy. I mean, there's so many beautiful oh. hotels downtown. But or maybe not even downtown. Maybe somewhere like in Stillwater, or you know, maybe up in oh, Duluth. Beautiful. Just right. like get in the car, or maybe there's like a cabin in the woods. I mean, I could I could go all sorts of directions. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Just to have some place. I mean, ideally, you know. Even just Jamie leaving the house for the weekend. <laughs> Jeez, here we right? go. No. Uh, but just a place to escape, like yeah. that you could just go and they don't know that you've gone. Well, no, you say like. You secretly take a day off. Well, you kind of have to. And then you go it, to work. You? Oh, and that's then you next go to the level, Mall of America. I am not comfortable with that. I feel like <laughs> this, you've been there. Well, none of us have like significant others that would care if we did this. That's no, the thing. Not They'd be at like, all. yeah, go do it. Like, yeah. It's obviously not really a problem. Well, and I do, and I don't know about you, but I, and I, I mean, you and MC met later in life and Mike, you know, you guys have been together for He's like 20 few years, like how many years? Three. When Four. were you, when did you, how old were you when you met? Um, she was, I was, you were in your thirties. Yeah. Okay. Thirties. So by the time you're in your thirties, I think you can appreciate a, a per the other person wanting some alone time. Oh yeah, and it has nothing to do with how much they you love don't feel you or jealous. Want to be you. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Like uh, Jamie and I just met at a point in life where we were like totally already comfortable with our own space. Yeah, and so I think that that's just that's a wonderful gift. Absolutely, where and you, you can, trust them too. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, got time for that. Oh yes. Yeah. Sit on the ed- well, if you thought bed. of something, you can tweet us as well. Yeah, tweet us. Uh, send an email. Send an email, or the next time we see you out and about, just you know, grab us aside and tell us where your Vicente bungalows are. <laughs> uh, also, it sounds really inappropriate. All right, when we hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at your boat club. This time of year, look, you want to be on the water. Life really is better on the water with your boat club. And frankly, my friends at your boat club can make your summer fun on the lake easier than ever before. Did you know that your boat club will deliver your boat rental directly to your cabin or VRBO? I mean, how cool and hassle-free is that? 
They will bring your rental right to where you're already having fun. They take out all the work you just enjoy and have fun. With daily and week-long boat rentals, your boat club gets you on the water in no time. Like I said, they take care of the work. You take care of the fun. You just show up or they'll show up, boat, and enjoy your summer getaways. They also have a trial membership just for you, $19.95, with tons of options to upgrade. So... Don't forget to fall in love with summer. Life really is better on the water. Do it with your boat club. Yourboatclub.com. Tell them Bradley say The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. If you have any comments about the show, you can always get a hold of us on our email address, which is at MyTalk1071.com. It actually works. We will receive it and then reply. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Fingers crossed. Yes, yes. Um, so I wanted to get into on this week's backlot something called the Sunset Strip. Let's play that beautiful open. To the backlot, it's time to go. Time to go to the backlot. It's the lot that is in the back of a movie studio. To the backlot, it's time to go. Won't you join us in the backlot? We're meeting Bradley and Dawn in the backlot. Let's go. Dawn, what's going on, honey? Oh, my gosh. Well, we are on the Sunset Strip uh, in Hollywood. And um, this is an, it's like a mile-long strip of clubs that's just, you know, back in the 1920s and 30s even, this was a hopping location. Um, I won't give you the details exactly where it is, but you know, La Cienega, if you're familiar with with the area. Um, And it still is a hopping place. So it went from supper clubs back in the day, uh, even before that, like silent film stars and things like that, were hanging out here in different clubs. So there's a whole period before it got into like music and teen dance clubs where it was the 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 time of the golden age of Hollywood um, or right after really um, with supper clubs. Can you imagine, Bradley, going living in like L.A. today and just going out for the weekend for the evening? It's a Friday night. You have a date night and you can go into any one of these 10 clubs and see Frank Sinatra, see Marilyn Monroe, see Dean Martin perform, you know, all of these celebrities were available. It'd be amazing because I think, you know, we have such lofty ideas of these celebrities. They seem larger than life and iconic, but at the time our relationship with celebrity was far more interconnected. Like we were far more like they were much more down at our level. Oh, for sure. Despite the, you know, sort of pedestals that, the studios would put them on. Yeah. But they were far more accessible than today's, like, you know, cloistered, privileged uh, few. Well, I think that's our fault. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> because we, they became so accessible to us nowadays where we have every, their every move is on TMZ and all of these websites. It's because of the internet and social media that we've made them hide away. Now they're living in beautiful mansions and things like that. So I'm not saying like, oh, but back in the day, these performers wanted you to see them. Yeah. It's still left over from like vaudeville days and days where people went to live shows. Well, also people weren't. Like, they didn't have these little things in their hands that made them horrible people. That's right. So, like, you know, you you would see them, but you'd be respectful of their privacy. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm sure there were people who weren't. But, you know, because, like, I don't want to paint this halcyon picture of times 
gone by. That's yes. But I think in terms of accessibility, stars were much more, you know, connected. They were, and they wanted to perform for you. And part of their celebrity was you seeing them perform live. You know, so that's why we have like Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, they were, of course, a comedy duo. Um, they ended up, you know, opening clubs on the Sunset Strip just down the street from each other. Wow. So we had Dean Martin that opened the first, his his club. And then uh, Jerry Lewis, he needed to, of course, try to beat him. And so a couple of years later, he opened a nightclub called Jerry's Restaurant at Sunset uh, in 1960. Um, Martin opened Dino's Lodge on the strip near um, La Cienega in 1956. And so there was always this war going back and forth. Jerry's uh, Supper Club was America's most beautiful restaurant. That's the way it was titled. But it closed in 1964, so it wasn't that beautiful or great. (laughs) So sorry, Jerry, you didn't beat him in that game. But I also wanted to just um, think about, like, like who are the biggest celebrities of today? Like it, back then, it was Frank Sinatra, but now it's like okay, you can go in and see Brad, um, Pitt. Brad Pitt performing live. I don't that, know what he would do. Yeah, paint a house, take a shirt off. I'm fine with that. I mean, whatever it takes. Yeah, really. do an acting scene, like a ShamWow. <laughs> you know, but it sales would be pitch. or like let's say. Um, like singers and dancers, like um, it's kind of like the Vegas thing still has that same feel to it. Yeah. But you're talking about spending oodles of dollars whenever you could just go into these clubs and have dinner. It's a supper club. So you're seeing well, Adele supper perform. Clubs, supper clubs are on the the rebound, at least, you know, in this part of the country. So maybe maybe we could get some celebrities to open up a supper club, you know. Yeah. Have a nice baked potato while you watch uh, Ethel Merman belt it out. Yeah. Can I have a steak well done, please? I'd like the steak, Diane, please. Steak, Diane. With some potatoes au gratin. <laughs> yes. Um, nowadays, I think that would kind of be some a difficult thing. Because I think that people are so used to being loud and having their own conversations that <laughs> even if it was Adele or anybody, because these were... Uh, oh god! You know it would be the most obnoxious be so because loud. the people would go because they wanted to be seen, like they themselves want to be seen, and they would be taking selfies. It's like the people, you know, like the Uber fans at a concert for Taylor Swift who are belting out every Taylor Swift lyric <laughs> at the top of their lungs with the full dance routine. You're like, I didn't pay for you, uh-huh. honey. I paid for <laughs> I paid for the lady on stage. I know. I mean, some performers. I can't remember who it was. It was like like a month ago or so. It was, you know, going around that she, whoever that female performer is, would just tell people to shut up. Like yell out in the audience, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You came for me. (laughs) Damn it. It might have been Adele. I I just feel like I'm too old now because that's the way we used to appreciate art. But now, you know, the younger generation appreciates art by being a part of it or like mimicking. It's an interactive performance. Right? Like mimicking things back. I mean, think about like social media and stuff. I don't want to go off on tangents. No, that's exactly why I brought it up. Because I just don't think that this would work anymore um, because we can't have nice things. Yeah. Because somebody (laughs) would be in there like... Or trying to, you know, um, get up on stage with Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm, Right? And then following him home. You know, it would just be... Almost dangerous if this happened. And then I went into a little bit of the history of there's this one club uh, because I really wanted to find out what was the first strip club in Hollywood. Like like bosom parlor. That's right. 
um, and I found out that there's one in particular um, that was really popular called The Classic Cat. Okay. And this was in 1974. So there were other people doing live burlesque shows and things like that. I was going to say, burlesque goes all the way back to vaudeville. Yes, and there are other clubs. Well, I just wanted to focus on this one because it used to be different things. So this is called The Classic Cat, and a a picture was posted uh, where I got this info of of the Sunset Strip in 1974, and it says Classic Cat, and then it just says Bottomless. Oh. And I thought, that certainly doesn't mean there aren't wearing pants. It must mean drinks. Nope. They mean they're not wearing pants. No in pants? <laughs> yes. Well, I, it was the 70s. Yeah. Um, so this Los Angeles history expert named Allison Martino, um, she does this popular vintage Los Angeles blog that I will put a link to on our show links page. Got a lot of info from her for this. And it was it's on Sunset. And... Um, uh, the place later became Tower Video, and right now, you know what it is? What? A Chase Bank. Oh, well, like God. most things in the world. But before that, before it even opened in the 1940s, it has a long history. It was a Russian cafe, tavern, and uh, they had a Russian orchestra and bar at this same location. And then that building was torn down in the 50s, and it was replaced by Jerry Lewis. You know, this is totally unrelated, but kind of not totally unrelated because the one and only time we went to, you know, I've been to L.A. in the airport many times and passing through and things like that. But the one time I actually took an earnest trip to L.A., we went and did like the Paramount Studio Tour after we did. I've talked about the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, Cemetery, which is right next to the Paramount Studios. Mm Mm-hmm. After the Paramount Studio Tour, we went and had lunch, or maybe it was before. But anyway, there was this restaurant across the street, and I can't remember the name of it. But literally, we walked in. because Somebody recommended, oh, just go have lunch there, and then you can cross the street and go to the Paramount Studio Tour. And you could just tell, walking through, it was a Mexican restaurant. And it just, it. I felt like we walked into the 1960s, yeah. Hollywood. And it was dark. And there were just, there weren't a ton of people, but like everything just reeked of the 1960s. And like you could just see, you know, like somebody leaving Paramount, like Lucille Ball or, you know, somebody else from Paramount walk over and, you know, have a margarita or something and some tortilla chips. I think I know what you're talking about. I just can't place the name because I've been there as well. Okay. I will find the name. Yes. But that, but that, you know, that kind of a place. Just filled with so much history and, you know, it just feels delicious. like there's ghosts in there. You yeah. know? Oh, I'm sure. It. But 100%. in the best way. Um, the classic cat, some of its members or people that would frequent this bottomless club. I'm like, ooh, are they going to tell us who went in there? Oh, yeah. Adam West, as you know, he was dressed as Batman at the time. No, Adam West. <laughs> That'd be kind um, of awesome. Jim Morrison frequented the classic cat bottomless club. Robert Conrad. Evil Knievel. Oh. Charlton Heston. Which the last, when they said Charlton Heston, they said, when I read that, I'm like, oh my God. I have this obsession sort of with Charlton Heston bad acting. And I like to look up clips of him being absolutely ridiculous. And so in my mind, he's just sitting there being very actory and swarthy and making comments that are inappropriate. And people just like, oh, God, there oh, goes that there's guy Charlton again. Heston overacting yeah. at the classic cat. So if you get a chance to go there now, um, you can find it and you can go into Chase Bank and 
you know, maybe take out money out of the ATM. <laughs> You're like, I'm reliving history, you but guys. But honestly, it's pretty cool if you go back and if you try to find some of this memorabilia. That's always fun to see posters and things like that. So a little bit of Hollywood history there for you. Well, thank you, Dawn. I always love going to the back lot, and you've always got some fascinating tale to tell. Um, now I just want to go to you know, Hollywood and do a studio tour. Okay. Uh, But we don't have time. So instead, what we are going to do is head over to an Austrian town that's fed up with tourists. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Selfies. And they came up with an ingenious way to get rid of them. And it's hilarious. I'll share it when we come back right here on my... The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment... It's time to go on a vacation with Bradley Trainer. Yeah. Oh, let's go on a vacation. Yes. What do you want to do on vacation? Do you like to take pictures? I do, but you know what I don't care for? Selfies. I, it's just not my thing, right? Like, I will take pictures. Sure. But I'm not a huge selfie taker by nature. Like, right. if I'm on vacation, I'm like, me in front of the Eiffel Tower. Pew. Me in front of the Grand Canyon. Pew, pew. Like, every single picture you take, you are in it. No. Usually, <laughs> I'm like, like, I need to check myself halfway through the vacation. Like, we need actual photos of us on vacation. Because mm-hmm. I'll forget. And I'm just like, look at this pretty flower over here. I just want to take a picture of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, apparently, selfie takers are... Well, everywhere, ubiquitous, so much so that apparently um, one tourist spot decided we've had enough. And an Austrian village in particular that apparently is rumored to have inspired the Disney movie Frozen. Oh, uh, has decided to put up a temporary wooden fence to deter selfie takers. (laughs) So the Austrian town of Hausstadt. Oh. Has snow-capped mountains, chocolate box architecture, and crystalline waters, which are catnip to tourists, as described by this article in CNN. You mean all of Switzerland? <laughs> yeah, except this is Austria. Yeah. But same thing, right? Mm-hmm. While the population of this, and it's a UNESCO-protected spot, oh. while the population is fewer than 800 people, <gasps> oh. it reportedly attracts up to 10,000 visitors a day! No, it doesn't. Uh, did, Are you kidding me? Yeah, so please open the article if you haven't yeah, already. Yeah, no, I have. And I want you to I look. I just looked at the pictures. I didn't read that because I wanted you to tell me, but whoa. Did you see the fence that they put up? Oh. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you shall not take pictures here. We want to ruin your view. Nine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I I just thought this was hilarious because, you know, this has increasingly become an issue in high tourist areas. I mean, and, you know, whether it's like Venice doesn't let cruise ships in anymore. Actually, there are a number of places that are like, you know, don't want to let tourists, uh, giant blobs of tourists in at the same time. It's also fundamental to their economies. So, you know, it's this in the easiest way for people to get there. 
is for them to be on a cruise ship because they're stopping in multiple places where otherwise they would have to drive five hours or fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I, you know, even beyond just like cruise ships, you know, whether it's trains that get you there or planes or whatever it is, there are these like sort of iconic spots that just draw thousands upon thousands of people. Like you go to the Vatican, they're the Vatican City, I imagine, you know, there are a dozen places every single day that have tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. lining up, taking a selfie, lining up, taking a selfie. But they kind of know that's the thing. This this place, though, again, it's just 800 people fewer than 800 people. Oh, no. So now back in 2020, a representative for their tourism board um, said that they they want to focus on quality tourism. I think the emphasis there being on quality versus, say, <sighs> Quantity, oh, man. And this apparently is just one of the measures that they're trying out. The fence was part of a pilot project. It's only up for a short time, but apparently it's attracted a lot of attention because people are like, they're stopping us from taking selfies by this beautiful spot. I'm just going to go around it and stand next to the fans. Well, uh, it's, you know, give people a challenge and they'll they'll try to overcome it. I don't know. What do you make of this? Um, I love this because let's say a person who's lived there their whole life and they're, you know, they have a home that's been passed down in their family for generations. They're just trying to live their little life that it, their big life, actually, where they are living here in a maybe historic home, and now they have to live with 10,000 people ruining their life. Can you just imagine, like, not even, like, ruining so much as just, like, the presence of 10,000 people, and you live in this tiny village? This is gross. It's so gross. Because there's so many places to see and go, and just to go to a place that's picturesque that you heard about from Frozen is... Well, and this is also, like, I have a love-hate with this kind of thing, because on the one hand... I hate the idea that these poor people are like, do, 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 do. They've been, you know, like since medieval times, probably in the case of this Austrian village have just been like, I'm going to go to the bakery today. And it's, you know, every year, just hordes of tourist buses just pulling up and like, hey, where do I take that photo from Frozen? Oh, my God. There it is. That's what I saw on Instagram. But at the same time, I also like I want people to go out into the world. Like I am that person. Like, I don't want to do the selfie, but I want to take a picture of that view, Mm -hmm, right? Like, mm -hmm. because I I just, that's the thing I love about travel is you're exploring the world, but you see that it's like a paradox, right? Because the more you share it with people, the more people are going to want to do it. And why shouldn't they be able to do it? True. But at the same time, you can't, like, then it becomes like, I also, we talked a little bit about this before. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but when we were talking about this earlier, like, I kind of am trying to keep myself away from having to always do the like five things you do when you go to this place yeah, or the top three things in this place. I always look at to see what they are and then see like if I really want to do them. But I feel like so often we're just told like you need to go do this. You have to do this. And then everybody just gets in a line and goes, you know, on a conveyor belt. And it's like, is that really what you're traveling for? Because you can just go see that on the internet. You don't need to like take the same photo that everybody mm-hmm. else. I think took. a lot of people are trying to be influencers. Yeah, and that is what's causing this. Because you know, you see people who are living in mansions who travel and and go to beautiful places and take pictures, and everybody would love to do that in their life instead of going to a cube farm. But it's like 
those people, you know, they work pretty hard all day at uh, most of them at creating that influencer life because I'm not I'm definitely not putting it down. But I think that's where it's derived from. Like they want to take a pretty picture in front of the this thing. And you will go to my Instagram and see this. I'm telling you that I documented my vacation. Yeah, we all do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's anything. I, again, I think it's but which I is what makes it so fascinating. And spent the night there and, you know. Yeah. I didn't just use it like I'm consi- like having a meal is different than like going to a buffet and just going rah, 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 and then moving on to the next buffet. Yeah, that's probably what they're annoyed by. Yeah, because they're not actually maybe spending money there. Yeah, they might just be well, coming through to take pictures. And that and, and, and I people. imagine I'm on a boat with a bunch of people who do the same thing <laughs> when I'm on a cruise, which is why very often we try really hard to sort of do something different away from just to kind of have yeah, a, because you want to have a real mm-hmm. experience, right? Yeah. Like you do want to like you feel bad. You have FOMO. Like if you went to Paris and didn't see the Eiffel Tower, would you have some sort of FOMO? Uh, uh, or if you went to London and didn't see Big Ben, you know, would you if have FOMO? If I just drove by it, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly. But yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like there are certain things where I'm just but like, I, I don't if I need... went to Rome, I would go to the Vatican. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like you can't Actually, just. Actually, you know, that's one of the places I don't think I would. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But there are you know, like Coliseum. I would have to go see the Coliseum. Sure. Right. But at the same time, I bet you anything, the experience of going to the Coliseum is not what you think it's going to be. You're basically just. You're like, where can I get some ice water and a it's sandwich? Yeah, and then there's you know, uh, I you're just in a line for three days. <laughs> yeah, you know, just moving slowly, slowly, uh-huh. slowly. Yes. Anyway, I don't know this one. We're little... just we would just love to talk about travel and dreaming of travel. Well, true, obviously, I I do think though this is fascinating. I think increasingly you're going to see places, you know, because travel has just become. You know, especially after the pandemic, just the volume of travel is just crazy. You're going to see more and more places like this tiny little town in Austria doing stuff to keep people out. Oh, God. And then they have to block their own view. Well, you know, I think they're fine. They know where to they know where the good places are. Yeah. All right. When we come back on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Are we talking about Owen Wilson? Oh, yeah. You're going to tell us about 